welcome to the Crew in Utah podcast, a place to explore the intersection of faith, spirituality, Christianity, and what it looks like to be a college student in Utah. I'm your host today, Elsa Weiss, and this week I'm excited to continue our Govember series about missions. I'm really excited that we have our guest who is joining us today. Her name is Colleen Riach. And while she is on our team here in Salt Lake, she also works with Crew as an international partnership leader. Colleen, thanks for being here today and joining me on the podcast. Thanks, Elsa. I'm glad to be here. I would love to just have you tell us a little bit about yourself before we kind of jump into talking more about missions. So give us the lowdown. Who are you? Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about your experience with Crew, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, Well, I am from Idaho. I was born and raised there. I went to the University of Idaho, um, where I got involved with Crew as a sophomore who was wandering, lost, and confused. Um, And that was a pretty life-changing season for me in college. Um, And then I interned with Crew at the University of Idaho for a year uh, before joining staff full-time. Um, and also got married to Devin, my husband, right around that time. Um, and then when, after we joined staff, we worked at the University of Montana in Missoula, Montana with crew for four years. Um, then we did a staff stint in East Asia for one year, um, with our newborn daughter. And, um, then after a brief spell back in Idaho, we moved to Salt Lake City um, and have been here for the past uh, six and a half years. We also have uh, two other children, and my kids are ages, let's see, eight, six, and four. That's awesome. Yeah, I love just hearing a little bit about where people are from, how they ended up on staff with crew, what their experiences have been. Also, if you guys get a chance to hang out with the Riot kids, you should, because they're awesome. <laughs> Um, okay, so now that we know a little bit about you, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about our November topic of missions. So last week we had Cecily on the podcast and she shared about her experience serving with crew in Russia. Um, Colleen, you've also served overseas, as you mentioned, in East Asia with your husband, Devin, and baby Karis at the time. Um, I would love to just hear a little bit more about how God led you and Devin to do something like that. Like, what compelled you to move around to the other side of the world um, with a baby for a year? Uh, Great question. Uh, A lot of people asked us that question. A major uh, component for us was back in 2009, Crew did a nationwide um, kind of push, and it was called Cross 09, where the idea was that you would cross a culture um, where you live. And um, in Montana, we crossed uh, and then learned about Native American culture. Um, But through that process of crossing a culture, um, it was kind of the first time that Devin and I had felt like um, we had the freedom to pursue living internationally. Both of us had had a desire to go and kind of had thought that that would happen prior, but never felt like the time was right, like the Lord was leading us that way. And so through that crossing and culture experience, we felt um, like the time might be right to start pursuing um, going on stint. Um, so we had already been on staff for a few years. Um, and at the same time, uh, or around the same time, we felt like it was 
the time that we wanted to start a family. So um, probably not how I would have planned it, uh, <laughs> but it, it was how the Lord led us. So um, that was kind of initially how we um, started thinking about it. Um, and then the process, we spent a lot of time talking to other people who have taken their families overseas. Um, that's not a, an unheard of thing and not an unheard of thing in crew. So we spent a lot of time talking to people who had lived in East Asia with children, um, trying to learn about what what we should prepare for, what it would look like. And um, it was a really great experience. We had another family on our team who had a newborn as well. Um, and that was so great to have um, something a little different than your traditional stint team, which usually has like 22, 23 year olds. Um, and it was just really great provision from the Lord to have another family there with us. Um, it definitely looked different for me um, because I wasn't 22 and so I didn't have the freedom to just go on campus and do the same things I would normally do. Um, but I think one of the really fun things was uh, I think that people in East Asia love babies and they loved interacting with my baby. And uh, it, it was just like such an icebreaker to talk to people um, and a fun way to get to know folks. And so um, it, it was something that there were certainly challenges, but I am so glad we got to share that experience with our daughter, though she can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool, though, that Karis can, you know, say she lived in East Asia for a year as a baby. Yeah. So. <laughs> she likes to tell people. Yeah, I'm sure she does. <laughs> no, that's so cool, though. I love just your obedience to go, even maybe if the situation wasn't exactly what you had initially envisioned with having a newborn and I don't know I always think I'm like puppies and babies they're great ministry tools so <laughs> very true <laughs> no that's awesome um okay so in light of that not only have you served overseas for a year but you've also been on different summer missions and different international locations so kind of in light of that why would you encourage students to spend a summer or a year serving overseas I've got lots of reasons. Um, number one, I would say I, that it has always been God's intention to use his followers to bring the gospel to the world. And um, that is his primary method of reaching the world is through us. And, and that's for our benefit. It's like this really great thing with God where you, where he uses us to accomplish something in the world. And also we grow in our faith and we grow in our knowledge of him. Um, and hopefully we grow in understanding um, and loving other people. Um, I think it is such a privilege and an honor to be able to go to someone's country and, and learn about their country or around about their culture, about their people and what they think and why. And um, so I think those are fantastic reasons to go. A practical reason to go would be that specifically while you're in college or a recent graduate, you have an opportunity to travel. You don't have things tying you down here. Um, and you, those things get harder as you get older. Um, I have many friends who said, I'll go later. And that opportunity has kind of vanished for them because they don't get summers off um, and they have mortgages and children. And it's just a little, there are more challenges to go um, as you move through life. Although if you move through life and you find that you haven't done it, go do it. It's, it's still worth it. And as far as going for a year, um, that is an internship, a paid internship with an international 
nonprofit. Uh, that's a fantastic resume builder, whether you decide to stay in missions long term or if you decide to move into a different field. Like there's kind of no loss in my mind to spending a year immersed in another culture, learning another language, learning how to share the gospel with a people group that's different than you, um, and, and kind of being pushed in your faith to experience something new. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think those are all awesome reasons of why you might want to consider going um, in general, but particularly internationally, I think offers some unique experiences and getting to cross cultures, engage with a new group of people that maybe you wouldn't have had an opportunity to learn from before, interact with. Um, yeah, just even practically for your own spiritual growth and development and growing a heart for the world and seeing God's heart for other people. I think those are all, yeah, super awesome and valid reasons why someone should consider going. So earlier, Colleen, I mentioned um, that your one of your roles with Anchor right now is to be an international partnership leader. I would love if you would just share a little bit more with our listeners about what that means, kind of what you do in that role. Yeah. Um, so different campuses in the U.S. partner with uh, different international locations. So for example, here in Utah, our partner is Moscow, Russia. Um, so what that means is that we as a team here will commit to sending resources and uh, praying for and helping to build and encourage the movement in Russia. And so we send financial resources. We make sure that there are leaders for the summer missions and spring break trips. Um, and then hopefully we recruit our students and staff or in our uh, recent graduates to stint in that location. So my job as the international partnership leader is to um, advocate for the Moscow Russia team to all of their US partners. So more than just Salt Lake City, the, um, the other partnerships as well. So it's kind of a fun role because you get to um, just be somebody's champion, you know, for something that I care about and think is great. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds like a really fun job getting to kind of be the go-between between the U.S. partnerships and the Russia team and getting to resource them in that way. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so like you mentioned, you specifically um, are kind of that liaison person for the team in Moscow, Russia. Mm -hmm. Why would you say students specifically should maybe have Moscow on their radar? Mm -hmm. Um, well, one uh, thing for me is that Moscow or Russia was the, not Moscow, but Siberia in Russia, was the first uh, location I ever went uh, with crew. I went as a student to Siberia, and um, so it was one of the places that God used to really impact my life and my view of him. Um, so there's a personal reason, but I think that other people should care about Moscow, and um, for a number of reasons. One, there are more than a million college students in Moscow, Russia. Um, that is a phenomenal number of students in one location. So it's very strategic and it is a world city. It influences not only the country of Russia, but it influences that whole part 
of the world. Um, it spans two continents. It's in um, Europe and in Asia. So it has a really, Russia has a really broad influence. Um, but currently we have only one team with crew in Moscow. And so um, there's incredible need to go there. Uh, but the other thing I would say that makes Moscow kind of unique is that while almost every student you would interact with knows no one who follows Jesus, um, they are actually very open to discussing spiritual things um, with their friends. Um, so, so it's not a place where there's um, disinterest and they don't know anyone. It is a place where there is interest, but they just don't know anyone. Um, so I, that doesn't mean that they are ready to receive the gospel necessarily, um, but they're very open to talking to you about what you believe and why. And so I think there's some really easy opportunities to be able to share about Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. I love hearing that. And I don't know, I just think back to, you know, my own experiences doing some missions overseas and yeah, just the unique opportunities you have, um, not only to learn from them, but to like bring them something that maybe they don't have as much access to. Like, I always just think about how crazy it is for me coming from Montana where there's, you know, a church on every corner pretty much. And most people, whether they follow Jesus close or not, identify as Christian in some way or another, or at least have some belief in God, um, have some concept of what Christians believe. And so to go to a country where there's a million college students and most of those students don't know anyone who follows Jesus or have never maybe heard the gospel before um, is kind of a crazy thing to try and wrap my Montana head around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's just such a cool opportunity to get to go and to um, maybe get to be that first Christian that they meet and engage with and feel cared for by and get to hear um, the good news of Jesus. So that's really awesome. Okay, well, I would love just before I wrap up to hear, do you have any just final thoughts or any stories that maybe you would like to share with our listeners related to missions? Yeah, um, I think one thing is you just, you never know what God's going to do in and through you. Um, my, like I mentioned earlier, my first um, international experience was, or with crew was to Siberia and I really, I was new to Christianity. I had really had very limited international experience and it was, um, I, I really felt under like, am I the right person to do this job <laughs> to go and talk to people about something that I'm totally new to in a place I don't know. Um, and I went with um, other crew staff who had lots of experience in that country. And so it was nice to have people show me the way. Um, but I have a story that just kind of illustrates how God does what he wants to kind of no matter our, where we are, you know, like with that uses our weaknesses and uses us even though we don't have it all worked out. Um, when I went to Siberia, we, this was pre cell phone days. So even like basic cell phones weren't widely available in the area that we went to. So all of our plans had to be, um, planned in advance and then you would just show up and people 
stick with our plans and be there. Um, so we had planned to play volleyball with all of the college students that we had met, um, only we got lost on the way and ended up in a totally wrong part of the city at a different volleyball court, um, and there wasn't time to kind of redo it. So we said, well, let's just play volleyball here, and let's just see if anybody around here wants to play with us. So we kind of talked to all the people around there, said, hey, we're playing volleyball, do you want to play? Um, and one girl around there was like, oh, yeah, I'll come over. I mean, I don't want to play volleyball, but I'll hang out with you, which I thought was awesome because I didn't really want to play volleyball either. So we hung out on the side and chatted, and um, through that conversation, we got to share with her the gospel. Um, we only spoke English, so we would share in English, but what we were sharing was written in Russian. So she would read it, and then we would discuss it in English. And I remember as we were going through it, thinking, is she understanding this? Like, how can, how can we be saying the same thing even though we're not communicating in Russian? Like, is she really understanding these kind of challenging concepts? Mm -hmm. um, and at the end, she, she was like, yeah, I do really want to know this, God, and I, I'm going to pray this right now. And so she prayed to receive Christ right then. And, and I was still super skeptical. I was like, I'm just not sure <laughs> if this is real or if she really <laughs> understands. Um, but we set up the appointment to um, meet up with her the next day to just kind of follow up and see, answer any questions, kind of get her connected to local churches and help her um, begin to grow as a new Christian. And the next day was absolutely confirming that she had understood the gospel um, and she was delighted to grow in her new relationship and get connected to other Christians in the area. Um, and I, I think that really challenged me to see that God could use even me. God could use my inabilities, um, my the fact that we didn't speak Russian, um, and he, he still can bring new life through our our imperfection. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think that is so true. And I remember even feeling that as a barrier at times when I have had opportunities to go serve in some way to think, oh, I'm just not, I don't know, equipped or I'm too young or whatever. Like you said, you were just a sophomore in college coming from Idaho, um, mm -hmm. had never done missions overseas before, you know, yeah. and God still used you to bring someone into a relationship with himself. And I just think it's so cool that when we kind of step outside of our comfort zone, how God can meet us in those places. And really, I think just teaches us that it really isn't about us, but it's just about him yeah. and how capable he is and that he wants to use us. So I love that story. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation and I wish we could chat for longer. I'm sure you have just dozens more fun stories and, <laughs> I always enjoy hanging out with Colleen. I feel like we can talk for a long time. <laughs> yep. um, and so for any of you who are listening, if you also feel that way, that you want to hear more stories or just learn more about what it looks like to service through internationally, um, Colleen is an awesome person to talk to. And I know she would love to have those conversations with you. So I would. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Well, if these stories are intriguing to you if you want to learn more about what it could look like to go on a summer mission with crew or spend a year or two stinting with crew you can go to crew.org backslash opportunities and there's a lot more information there of course you can connect with any of our staff too and we'd love to talk with you about that 
So as always, this has been a Utah Crew podcast. We are a production of Crew in Salt Lake City. I am Elsa Weiss. I want to thank our guest again today, Colleen Riach. Um, our producer is Drew Meyer. And as always, you can follow us on crewslc.com or you can follow us on Instagram at crewslc. Or for our friends down in Orem at UVU, you can follow us on UVU Crew on Instagram. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.